And now, before we officially begin this week's episode of the Boochcast, I have something very important that I need to discuss with all of you here at the Boochcast Nation. As you know, for many years now, I have been affiliated with a wrestling company called Universal Championship Wrestling. And the company is run by a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Gossett. I've known Ronnie for close to seven years now, and and anyone who knows Ronnie like I do knows what a bright light he brings with him everywhere he goes. Sadly, his declining health has added to the intense depression that he's fought since losing his daughters in 2017. Ronnie, in addition to being a wrestling promoter, also uses his musical gifts to spread joy to everyone around him and invest in his community every time he has the opportunity. Ron's health has begun to severely affect his quality of life and his ability to function independently. After being hospitalized, he has been advised by doctors that he doesn't have the one to two years it would take to get his health under control. However, there is a solution. Ron can get through this physical trial and thrive if he is able to raise the funds for a life-saving surgery. There is so much hope for his life, there is so much joy left for Ronnie to spread, and there are so many more fun nights he gets to create. Fighting diabetes that is out of control, coupled with blood flow issues and coronary heart disease, has brought intense pain to Ronnie's life daily and made even the most simple tasks incredibly difficult. He is losing the ability to work and provide for himself. Ron has been involved in the professional wrestling industry as a wrestler and a promoter for over 20 years with events that entertain many and also makes a living traveling throughout Georgia and South Carolina, facilitating karaoke and using his singing talent to entertain and inspire others. Ronnie will wear the mask of I'm okay forever and is the last person to ask for help. Trust me, I know this from experience. I love Ronnie to death, but he is a stubborn bastard, and he will never ask for help. He has needed friends to help him get to and from events in recent weeks, but struggles with shame, embarrassment, and believing that no one cares about him. His life matters, and it can be saved. Any amount helps. A surgery will save his life and give him the opportunity to live many more years blessing the lives of others, even reconnecting with his children in the future. And that is why I'm encouraging everyone to go to the GoFundMe page that we have on our Boochcast Facebook page and donate whatever amount you can to help him raise the money he needs for this life-saving surgery. The goal is to raise $15,000. Now, as I mentioned before, every little bit helps. So you're not required, obviously, to donate thousands of dollars if you don't have that kind of money to throw around. But every little bit that you can give helps. And just to show how serious I am about this, I personally, Vinny Bucci, have donated $50 to the GoFundMe campaign. And I'm doing it for two reasons. One, because I consider Ronnie a dear friend in addition to a coworker, and I desperately want him to get better. But the other reason is to show all of you, the Boochcast Nation, that I always practice what I preach. And the one thing that I always preach to you guys is that I never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, ask any of you to donate money to any cause that I, myself, am not willing to donate to. So go to GoFundMe.com slash SavingRonsLife. I will have links to this on the Boochcast Facebook and Twitter page for you guys to easily access and donate whatever amount you can. Every little bit helps no matter what it is. Don't feel like if you're donating a small amount, you're not contributing. You are helping us to reach this goal. Let's help Ronnie get back on his feet and get him the life-saving surgery he needs to thrive and provide and live a long and happy life.
What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, once again, joining me here on The Booch Cast, he is the NXT correspondent, great friend of mine, great mind for wrestling, always a pleasure to have him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the one, the only, Mr. John Tumblin. Vinny, Vinny, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thanks for having me back, Vinny. Sorry, I missed last week. Uh, I know last week there was the return, uh, at least for me, and uh, we had to pos- uh, postpone that a week. So I want- wanted to say I'm sorry, but hey, we're back. Uh, lots of life stuff going on. Absolutely. Definitely lots of life stuff going on. Um, a lot of stuff going on in John's life, my life, everybody's life. Hell, I was John and I had a little off-the-air conversation about exactly that. We won't go into that, though. I'll save that for another episode because uh, I'm still trying to figure that shit out. But anyway, we are here for NXT. And ladies and gentlemen, we had a hell of an interesting show. And we are going to get into this. And the show kicks off with our first official match of the evening. Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez versus Mercedes Martinez. So, one, I haven't got a chance to talk to you real quick before we get into the actual match. How do you think Dakota Kai feels in this? Literally, when Dakota, like, I remember when this uh, relationship was completely switched around, when Raquel Gonzalez was like, uh, she was set to muscle for Dakota Kai. And now, all of a sudden, now that script is completely flipped. Like, what? What do you make of that? Um, I've been thinking about it. I know I talked a little bit about it last week. Um, I don't know what Dakota Kai is thinking here. I mean, right now she's being the supportive friend, but I can't help but feel like this is going to cause some type of one where I feel like they were both heels. Now I feel like they're becoming baby faces a little bit, but I feel like Dakota Kai is going to go back to being a heel. Raquel could be a baby face because the other thing I noticed was not only what is she now kind of like a manager for Raquel, but also there was that moment where her, Bianca, and Rhea, I think it was you know a week ago or two weeks ago, they were all standing in the ring with the each women's title from WWE. And- oh, God. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on. Pa- oh, God. I'm sorry. Pause. You and I haven't discussed that. No, we haven't. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, then I will get back to Raquel Gonzalez. I, I I supremely apologize, but that what you just mentioned with Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Raquel Gonzalez in the ring, I I actually stood up in my living room and clapped. I loved it. I thought that was such a badass NXT like NXT thing, man. And just to think like 
all the women currently running the women's division in all of WWE is directly involved with NXT. I love it. Oh, it's great. It, it's literally like the most surreal moment, especially when uh, Rhea and Bianca were the last two in the Women's Royal Rumble. And b- even though Bianca ultimately threw Rhea over the top rope, both of them walked out of WrestleMania with titles. Yep. So that was definitely a kick-ass moment. So with that happening, you notice that Dakota kind of had to like get out of frame or something. So I'm going to feel like at some point down the road, there's a jealousy factor that's going to kick in, and they're going to split. But I think it's going to be Dakota that turns heel and splits from Raquel. Well, um, with you on that route, when we uh, got into this match tonight, um, all I can say is I, I, I don't have the correct uh, wrestling acumen here, but either Mercedes Martinez was off a step on some moves or Dakota Kai was. I honestly couldn't tell. Um, I honestly couldn't either. I mean, the only thing I saw that was off was when Dakota did that leapfrog and and uh, Mercedes caught her. I couldn't tell if that was her countering something or if she just botched the leapfrog because she couldn't. She couldn't get as high over her. So I, I couldn't tell. Uh, like, could you? I I couldn't. Uh, I, yeah, I saw the same thing. And then, like, later on, like I said, I, I couldn't tell if, like, Mercedes was a step behind or Dakota was. But, like, this match just, like, it started kind of sloppy. And then it got better at the end. Uh, and um, I honestly didn't think it was going to finish anyway. Because, like, your NXT Women's Champion is sitting out, you know, as the valet. You know this match is not going to end clean. So, um of course it didn't raquel gonzalez uh, you know ends up getting in there getting involved and then uh actually kicks the actual crap out of mercedes martinez yeah and that ends up causing the disqualification so mercedes ends up winning via disqualification and it's definitely setting up the potential for a match between the two of them down the road and i do and i just hope that they don't book this match too early because I feel like as dominant as Raquel is, I feel like Mercedes is the only one that can really beat her believably. So I think they need to find a way to build this up to where when it's time for them to fight, Mercedes can take the title because I look at the rest of the Ooh. roster and unless you see, unless you know somebody else that I, that I'm not seeing, I don't know who else could realistically beat Raquel for the title. Oh, now that you say that, um, no, no, I like, honestly, actually, like now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, we haven't seen Ty Valkyrie, uh, actually wrestle yet, but I don't know if she's got it in her. Uh, well, that, yeah, that, I mean, that would be a possibility because Taya is a badass. The, the, despite sorry, the gimmick Frankie she currently Monet. has, she's a badass. Uh, that's Taya Valkyrie. Okay, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's how I know her from Lucha. It's hard for me to uh, Frankie Monet. Oh, it's, it's totally fine. You know, I was, you know, sometimes I still call LA Knight Eli Drake, so I don't even feel bad about that. It's all good. Oh, I saw, I, whatever I see him on there, I was... <laughs> the creating calls him eli drake too because i do <laughs> yeah it's like that's just all we that's just what we know him the most as and we know that they're they're changing their names for copyright purposes for trademark purposes so you give WWE something to trademark that way you can keep your good name when if you ever get let go that's li- that's literally what that is and and of course uh, speaking of her backstage uh someone delivers flowers to Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon Frankie Monet shows in introduces herself and she reads the cards which says loves Dexter Loomis and then they start arguing over giving each other the flowers like and that's which is a weird segment I loved it. it it's the whole thing the whole thing I knew from the very beginning the whole thing was to just uh break up uh the way or like uh break up Dexter Loomis yeah the frame in a man just to get out of uh, Indy Hartwell's head. Exactly. Like, that was what I thought was odd. Okay, and that's... So, I, I, the way is definitely behind this, and it definitely makes sense later on, uh, which explains a lot, because I was kind of, you know, like, confused by that scene, trying to figure stuff out, and then I was like, all right, and then it made sense. But it was just, it was an awkward segment, but still a good one. And then we cut to uh, Cameron Grimes, who's in a jewelry store, looking for a big, shiny watch. <laughs> this was... Oh God, what's happened to Cameron Grimes, man? I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but you, you, here's the thing: you know, Cameron Grimes has a goofy gimmick in general, so he's bound to do crazy shit like this. It it, it works for what he's doing. I know. I I feel the I feel the way about Cameron Grimes as I do about Austin Theory. I think they're both. I think that's sad that they have the gimmick they do because I know how damn good they are in the ring, and they got him with this kind of gimmick. It 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 just makes you want to see them actually in the ring. 
Oh yeah. Um, and and Cam plus and every time and hell last week Cameron was in the ring with Kyle O'Reilly and they delivered. So it's they did. So it's not hurting. So as goofy as the gimmick is, it's not hurting the in ring, which is good. And on that note, we cut to uh, an in ring segment. We have the grizzled young veterans. Gibson says MSK is avoiding them. Tommaso and Timothy Thatcher interrupt. Champa says they are a lot alike. Champa ends up hitting Drake with a shoe before clearing the ring. Uh, so uh, if you want. <laughs> who's not here right now she saw this segment and she she was livid at this segment she hates the fact that they put champa with timothy thatcher <laughs> she hates it wow i mean to be fair i do too yeah um i kind of want to see where it goes I mean, obviously, you know, I would not want to see Tommaso in a tag team that isn't with Johnny. It was just weird to me. But based on their gimmicks, I kind of want to see where this goes. I want to see how this plays out. But the obviously, there was a shoe off for shoes off if you hate Gibson thing, which I got to assume it's some kind of British saying because that did not translate well. And they brought up NXT UK. And I was like, yeah, don't assume that people watching NXT also watch the UK version because... That was yeah. I thought, that, I, I, that's why I, didn't like I never segment. saw that. Neither did I. So I was like, like, look, I know NXT UK is. I'm not saying. Anything, I'm not trying to hate on it. I'm just saying, not everyone who watches NXT watches NXT UK. So it does not translate well. Quoting something from the UK, NXT fans aren't going to get that. Uh, they were, they were, they were more interested in chanting "Toothless Timmy" than they were "Shoes Up." If you hate Gibson, yeah. <laughs> It was strange, man, and uh, I hate to see Ciampa the way he is right now, man, but, you know, I feel like he's just uh, the old guy, the old guy making it better for everybody else. Yeah, that's what they got him doing right now, and then, of course, we cut to the backstage area. We have Drake Maverick says he knows that Killian Dane is going to turn on him when they face Imperium. Maverick has seen this happen before. Dane tells Maverick that he's got to have faith and walks away. Uh, I, this made me laugh uh, because I thought the same thing. Like, did he just quote George Michael, dude? <laughs> <laughs> And also, like, and, and it was cool because Drake Maverick literally is talking about, yeah, that happens. Like, either they they turn on him, or the guy goes to the tag and he walks away. And it's like that that literally does happen a lot when a tag team's gonna split up. It, yeah, it, it it really does. So I just love the fact that Drake was like, I'm seeing this a mile away, and just tells him to have faith. And I'm like, all right, I want to see how this goes because I'm all I'm thinking is as soon as uh, Drake started doing that, I started immediately thinking to myself, okay, they're not breaking up. Because that would be way too predictable if they did. Yeah, no, I don't think they're breaking up. I think this was to make them stronger. Yeah, exactly. But still entertaining. And then we cut to the studio where we see Isaiah Swerve Scott says he didn't think Leon Ruff had it in him, but he clearly does after attacking him a few weeks ago. And Scott challenges Ruff to a Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, how do you feel about Swerve's new little rapper gimmick? Um, it's interesting. Um, it's sort of made, it's, it's a slight improvement over what he had before. Cause I don't really know what he was doing before. I just know that, um, I'm not buying, I'm not buying Leon Ruff as a badass. Like I, I'm not buying it. I'm just, it's, I like Isaiah Swerve Scott, but I, I want this rivalry to be over as soon as possible. I'm not enjoying it. So if the false count anywhere is going to be the blow off match, I, I hope it happens sooner rather than later. Cause I'm. I like Isaiah Swerve Scott, but I am not invested in this rivalry. No, I'm really done with them, honestly. Like I've been done with them. Yeah, I do. Although I do like—I mean, I do like the fact. I mean, I know he's in, he's in a studio, but like he has a rap type gimmick, but he's not really rapping. He's just mixing beats in a studio. So I don't know if that's just going to be his thing. I, I don't think he's rapping. I—I th I, I think his backdrop is in a rap studio. Just like remember, like Tommaso, uh, Tommaso's backdrop is in like the back of a semi truck. Yeah. It's like his promo backdrop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, Tony Storm, dad-ass Tony Storm, uh, grabs the oh, mic. Oh, my goodness. Out of control. <laughs> out of control. Grabs the mic and says she made Zoe Stark famous at TakeOver. Stark is just a footnote in Storm's legendary career. Storm hopes Stark is watching tonight. Every time Storm slaps this rookie she's about to face, she's going to picture Stark. And then we have the next match. 
Tony Storm versus Zeta Ramir. This match was super weird because I expected it to be a squash and it like was a squash, but at the same time, it turned into not a squash. This was this was a weird match and I don't understand Zoe Stark. I don't know why her and Tony Storm have a feud. Are they pushing Zoe Stark that hard? I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to give Tony Storm somebody to work with because they turned her heel a while back. And the thing is, I don't even remember how she turned because I've been... Because uh, I'll be honest, during the winter break we've been on, I haven't watched a whole lot of NXT, so I've been really out of the loop on what's been going down. But apparently, they, I, I just started seeing this out of nowhere. But what surprised me was, like I said, I thought it was a squash match. I'm like, all right, this is going to be over quick. So I barely paid attention to it. Then all of a sudden, I look up. I looked up for a second. I see a shooting star press. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then there's a one, two, th- and, then, and then she got the one, two, three. And I'm like, holy shit, Tony lost? Like, yeah, man. Yeah, it was. It's like it's like she just was the sacrificial. I mean, it's not going to hurt her because it wasn't clean anyway. Like Tony Storm got distracted by Zoe Stark. So like to me, it's it's not a clean it's it's, it's not a clean win. Yeah. So which is perfect. So in a way, it, it keeps the rivalry going and it builds up Zeta, whoever she is. So if Zeta was going to win, this was the best way to book it. Because now, Tony has a reason to still be pissed at Zoe. Their rivalry can continue. Zeta has a win over Tony Storm, which is a credible win. So now she is that now now it's able to build her up if they want to. Now we got somebody else that we can put into the women's division on a more regular basis. I don't buy it, Vinny. I appreciate your sell there, but I don't buy it. Fair enough. I don't even remember her name, and I watched the episode two hours ago, or like an hour ago. <laughs> Like and that that's so bad. But all I can all I can remember is Tony Storm and that Zoe Stark girl because that's that's what that match was about, not Tony Storm losing. Exactly, exactly. And and then next we have a uh, we have a uh, we see L.A. Knight who apparently is trying to shoot his shot with Indy Hartwell. Uh, he was just landed on thick, man. Oh, exactly. And damn, he can cut a promo though, dude. Dude, I listened to him talk all day. I loved it. I mean, he was talking about they talked about the match and beating Dexter Loomis, um, which was a great that was a great match from last week. Uh, he's he, he hits on Hindi Hartwell a little bit, and what's cool about this is that in a way it kind of keeps if, if assuming they want to continue the rivalry with him and Dexter Loomis, this is a great way to do it. You know, that gives them it gives them more of a story. Like now he's trying to flirt with Indy Hartwell, but apparently Dexter wants her. But now there's conflict. So you know, and after hearing this, it's interesting is we talked about the possibility of uh, the way being the ones that gave those flowers with Dexter Loomis on it. There's another possibility there could be a swerve. Maybe L.A. Knight was the one who did it. I I don't know. And and next we have uh, Escobar. We t- we see uh, Legado del Fantasma who are completely focused on winning back. Uh, the NXT Cruiserweight title, and of course, we're gonna see uh, Legado del Fantasma against MSK and Kushida later. Uh, but I, I for one, enjoyed the promo from these guys. I thought they did a great job. It was a TV promo. Uh, I felt the first hour of this episode was a lot of promos. They yeah. all kind of ran together at some point. <laughs> yeah, they really did. Like it was hard to keep up. Like I think they were just trying to really fill the TV time. Uh, I guess I don't know. Maybe there's still people still recovering from the takeovers stuff but anyway we got uh we do move on to the next match of the evening uh which is a potential number one contenders match uh bronson reed versus austin theory with the way so of course we knew what actually was going to happen with this match this had nothing to do with the way all this was was a well i mean yes obviously there were consequences but i loved the continuation of the dexter loomis thing Vinny, can you not agree how sad indy hartwell looked when she came out yes like it was she's she's so good Oh yeah, it was so so heartbroken. Like it was insane. And then and then Dexter shows up and Indy doesn't want to talk to her. And I think at one point she actually said, I don't know if you caught this. It was when Indy was in the ring and Dexter's on the apron and she tells like and he, he's just standing there and she tells him to like, you know, shut up and she says, You talk too much. Yes, dude. <laughs> that, was, that was like to tell me I wasn't the only one that caught that. I was like, um Yeah. Indy, he doesn't talk at all. No, he doesn't talk at all, dude. <laughs> the, the closest That's he, the joke, Vinny. Oh, I know. I'm just like the closest this man I, came I love to it. It's just like you talk too much. Everybody's just like, wait, what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh but even with the way, uh, Dexter Loomis once again helps them, uh, helps somebody here. Bronson Reed picks it up from Austin Theory, man. 
into a, like a three on one. This was this is a crazy match, and he still came out on top. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then of course we also take into account that at one point um, Loomis pushed Indy out of the way when Bronson accidentally. Oh yeah, Dexter yeah, yeah. He apron. saved her. So for a second there, Sorry. I thought Dexter was gonna jump back up and push Bronson Reed off the turnbuckle. Or something would happen, there'd be like a disqualification. Oh, that would be such a fold to that story, but I'm glad they didn't do it. Yeah, I, that's literally what I thought was going to happen. But then he hits a tsunami, he gets the win. Now Bronson Reed gets in another shot at Johnny Gargano and the North American Championship. And You think he drops it? Like, just like initial an initial thought? You think he drops it this time? Whenever that title match happens. I think he I think he will. You think so? Just because they're giving Bronson Reed another shot. They clearly see something in him. He's been he's 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 shown that he can do well in the ring. He has that thick boy gimmick, which is marketable, and it can it can be something that can bring something different to the North American championship because eventually Johnny can't hold that belt forever. No. And eventually some at some point he might he might have aspirations of chasing the NXT title. So, I don't know if that will uh, he'll upgrade to that afterwards, but at some point, you know, who's going who if Bronson Reed doesn't take it from him, I don't know who else will other than maybe Dexter Loomis. That's the only other person I can think would take the belt. I think him. Dexter Loomis would be good with the belt. Yeah. And the only way I can see that working is if Indy turns on the way and helps Dexter. That would be a good way to do that. And then and then ultimately the show can end with the two of them together walking off. Man, Vinny, you was cold as ice right there, man. Yeah, I mean it's, I mean because that's 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 what everyone's building towards right now is seeing Indy and Dexter get together. But Indy being manipulated by the way and everything else, and then I think at some point that's how it would end. Indy finally walks away from Gargano and everybody, and then Dexter Loomis wins the North American title and she helps him win it, and then that's how it ends. The two of them standing together, and then you just got Johnny Austin and Candice. Your team, so I feel like that's the way to do it. If you're gonna, if Bronson Reed doesn't win the title, then I would say give it to Dexter Loomis, but have Indy help him out. Damn. Yeah, I guess that was a long question I just asked you, but yeah, you just broke that whole thing down, man. That's <laughs> what I do. Uh -huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So backstage, Gargano yells at Theory for losing. Uh, Lorraine and Gargano tell Hartwell that Loomis is playing games with her, and what is she going to do about it? And Hartwell storms off. So. Just adding more gasoline to that. And then... Oh, yeah, man. More flames to that fire. And then, of course, we now cut to the next match of the evening. The match that uh, everyone's got their eye on. Imperium versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Everyone's got their eye on. What What are you talking about? Well, I mean... As far as like whether or not Dane's really going to turn on him. Oh, yeah. But you got to have faith, man. <laughs> Oh, I have. Um, it. no, yeah. See, yeah. So I liked this match. This this is like a this is like a really good TV tag match. Uh, the one thing that kind of bothered me. Uh, um, I don't remember. I don't remember if they mentioned it this week, but uh, last week when these guys got attacked, they didn't even mention Sanity. No, they didn't. Like these guys were tag team champions in Sanity. Now all of a sudden, they don't even know each other exist. Yeah, that's that's true. They didn't really bring that up. Although I think that's what they were hinting at at the possibility of, uh, unless that's what they were hinting at when they said that Dane might turn on Maverick because he has history with Alexander Wolf. I don't know, man. Well, either way, this this was like this was a good TV match. But of course, just like Drake Maverick was saying during his promo, when he goes for a tag, Killian Dane's not there, Vinny. Yep. Say so it's the same old story. <laughs> exactly. And 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 how does it end, man? Uh, Ar Archer and Barthol destroy Maverick with the European bomb and get the win. Yeah, just constantly he's being let down. Yeah, and but and we'll say this: at least there was no betrayal. There, there was not a betrayal, but they're still losing. Yes, it, there, there still could be a betrayal, but but they lost. If they had won, I would say no, but there might be. Oh yeah, I mean there might still be a breakup, but as far as like. Like that's what he think. Drake Maverick was worried that Killian Dane was gonna turn on him in the match, and he didn't. So that that's the one thing he can at least be grateful for, because they true, you know. And of course, um, you know, and of course, Alexander Wolf hesitated on whether or not to hit uh Killian Dane with the chair. So while they might not have said the names in the name Sanity, there is a clear indication that they do have history. So it's like they're they're alluding to it, but they're not flat out saying it. Uh, yeah. It seems like a cop out to me. Oh yeah, I, I can see that point. And then of course, after that, we see uh, 
We see the backstage segment with a team that is now calling themselves MS Kushida. Oh boy, this this crap. Oh, oh god. Vinny, I don't even like these guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I thought I was all I thought I was on my own little island with this. I I am not an MSK. No, fan. I don't like these guys. I really no. I can't stand them either. I'm like, Jesus Christ. How, why? They, they, these guys can't cut a promo. Everything they do feels forced. Kushida's not exactly great on the mic either. Like this is you took the three worst promos in NXT and put them and and, and had them talk and it was just cringe worthy at best. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they can wrestle, but yes, they can't cut promos and the way that I get to like you like that's part partly of you can cut promos and they can't. So, like I'm really out on them. Yeah. But we we see what well, we see the terrible promo here, but of course, we do eventually get a great promo from uh Pete Dunne of all people, claiming he's the baddest man oh. in NXT. Yeah, he is. He's like try and prove me wrong, I dare ya. I'm like I like see I can get behind Pete Dunne. This dude is badass in every way. So he kind of made up for the debacle that we just saw. Yes, true. And on that note, we move on to the next segment here. We go back to Cameron Grimes, who's still trying to pick out a shiny watch. He finally finds one. Someone walks up to Grimes and says he picked out a nice watch, but it's not a million-dollar watch. Grimes looks up, and it's the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, standing there. DiBiase laughs in Grimes' face and walks away, and Grimes is pissed. <laughs> I, Vinny, I called this thing, man. <laughs> Did I not? Yeah, absolutely. I knew. It was only a matter of time before we saw It was great to see him. It was great, and he looks so different. It was great to see him. Yeah, and and he, he, he still pulled it off. He was still hilarious and entertaining, and... I don't know. I feel. I hope we see more of Ted DiBiase because I feel like these two have great chemistry and something can work there. I don't know if I don't know if DiBiase would necessarily get back in the ring, but I can see a lot more segments between them. Like this is this was highly entertaining. Let's see, he's he would be more of a mentor for Cameron Grimes. Yeah, like a financier, someone to help him, like give him advice on. Oh, well, instead of giving me advice on how to handle money, he gives him advice on what to blow your money on. Like, kind of like, yeah, yeah, what do I spend my money on? <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, you're buying up all this stuff. You need to buy this stuff over here. This is crazier. Like, yeah, it's like, like, like don't put rims on this car. Put rims on this truck, and then like do that. Like just like just be like a person that gives him advice on how to spend money like more like more frivolously, just more crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, but if done right, it can work. That's the cool part, is that I feel these two can make that work. And then we find out that Finn Balor is going to return next week to address the NXT universe. So obviously we'll be talking about that next week. And then we have the next match of the evening. We got some ladies tag team action. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus the Robert Stone brand. Oh, you didn't give the if if you can call it that. Uh, I guess we can if we want to call it that. I mean, they did get their asses. This was it. It wasn't a squash, but this wasn't an actual match either. Yeah, the match. That's true. The match never started. Yeah, I uh, can can I tell you? I hated the way. Like, I understand Robert Stonebrand is supposed to be comedy. I hated the way they danced in the ring with those titles. Like, I don't care. I don't care how stupid you are. Even by countout, you wouldn't have won the titles. Like, even if the match had started, it it was just insulting to to their intelligence. Yeah, I yeah, it definitely was. Um, I guess they were they were trying to go for like I guess they were trying to go for that, but it it, it did. You're right. It did make them look stupid and just just really dumb. Yeah. And then of course, uh, you know, obviously Larray and Hartwell. Um, or I guess they were just as confused looking at them like it's like yeah, dude, you guys did not win this match, and it was just awkward as hell. And uh, they got the crap kicked out of them, and uh, a breakable glass vase smashed over Ember Moon's or uh, Shotzi's face. Man, yeah, that that was painful. Oh, that had to hurt. That was painful. She took it like a champ, though, dude. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, she did. That was insane. And then, of course, after that, we see a pre-recorded interview with Adam Cole who says he didn't turn his back on the Undisputed Era, he just smartened up. 
If anything, the Undisputed Era turned their backs on him. Cole says Kyle O'Reilly isn't the new face of NXT. Without Cole, O'Reilly isn't ready to be in the main event. O'Reilly knows it, and as long as Cole's in NXT, O'Reilly will never take his spot. Cole goes on to say NXT champion Karrion Cross is good, but not great. Cross hasn't had to deal with Cole yet, so the clock will tick on Cross until Cole decides to make his move. Cole says his next move is his own damn business, and Cole is pissed that people think O'Reilly is next. NXT is Cole. After the interview, we see O'Reilly watching from a TV in the back of the arena. Okay, can everybody in NXT just sit down and learn how to cut a promo? Okay, because God damn it, Adam Cole is so good on a mic. He really is. Like, that interview was great. He's sitting there by a pool. He's got a suit on. He's got champagne on. It's like, there's just, I don't know. What is it about bad guy wrestlers or about the second they turn heel, they start dressing nicer. I don't know what that they get is. More, they got to get the ladies, man. I guess like something. I don't know what it is. It was like something about wrestlers. Like the, 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 it's like the more of a bad guy they are, the nicer they dress, the more of a good guy they are, the more casual they dress. Except you're, if you're Bray Wyatt, come well, on. Now. Well, that too. Ugh. That too. He's, he, he's got his, he got his whole other wardrobe going on, but I'm talking about like in general with wrestlers, like the second they become bad guys, they start dressing nicer. Like you see them wearing clothes and you're like, I have never seen this man own. I, you don't even know. I didn't even know Adam Cole owned a suit. I forgot he ever had one because I rarely see him in one. But so that was actually kind of cool. Like I just noticed that they're all, he dresses a lot nicer. They do a lot of other things. I my only guess is that I think as a bad guy wrestler, they want to dress nicer because I guess normal people hate that. That's the only logical thing I can think of. Like, the nicer you dress, people people tend to hate you. I think that's the only logical thing to come up with. That's ridiculous, but oh, it is ridiculous. But, but I'm just saying, like the more rich you look, the more regular people just just hate you. So all the so but like on the promo, I hope they don't turn this into the next Champa Gargano. I I don't want to see Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly five. Like, yeah. c- come on, man did did they not kick the shit out of each other enough in the match they just had? Honestly, come on, drop it. I'm I'm so over. It. I, I'm I'm done with that feud. Yeah, it's it's time for them to move on. There's nothing left for these guys. There's nothing more they can do to each other. There's no more pain left to inflict. They've done it all. That- so I don't I don't know how Kyle Riley is going to react, but they they yes, you're you're like leave it alone, man. I mean, the the unless you're going to put it inside the it's like you just did an unsanctioned match. The only way you could top that would be to lock them in a hell in a cell, which I doubt NXT is ever going to do. Just to my knowledge, they haven't had a Hell in a Cell match yet. I don't know if you could have one in the Capitol Wrestling Center, but unless you're going to lock them in a cell, I don't see how you top the unsanctioned match. I really don't. So it's best to just leave it alone. Let Kyle O'Reilly move on. Let Adam Cole move on. Because I was under the impression that O'Reilly was going to work a program with Cameron Grimes. That's where I thought they were going. With I sure hope so. You know, and then Adam Cole, obviously, I, don't, I guess I'm assuming he would go after Karrion Cross. I don't know if he would take the title from him or not because, you know, Karrion Cross has got back from an injury, so I'd like to see him have a decent, you know, reign with the title before they decide to take it off him. They're going to let Adam Cole chill for a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's on, He he's, he's by the pool. Yeah, he's got a champagne. I think they're just going to let him cut some promos for a couple weeks, which, which is fine with me because it's always better when they come back when they've been gone for a little while sometimes on raw you don't get that luxury and in nxt you still do exactly and adam cole is so good on the mic he can literally cut promos for weeks and that and no one would really have a problem with that because he's like he said he's proven he's he already said in the, inter- in the interview how he's been the iron man of nxt how he's done been on all the big matches so for him to just cut promos in a suit and just kind of relax i don't see anything wrong with that i feel like he's earned it he he actually has earned it and he's not wrong vinny he is the iron man of nxt he he has done every single match they've ever given like any match you can possibly have in nxt adam cole's had one with multiple people he has nothing left to prove so i i don't know what they're gonna do with him honestly because other than maybe he gets another run to pass finn balor but i don't know if that's gonna happen yeah i hear you and on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening. We have ourselves a six-man tag team match. Legato del Fantasma versus MS Kushida. MS Kushida. MS, you stop with that MS Kushida. That's stupid, man. 
Uh, well, either way, um, it was great to see King Cuerno in the ring. Um, I personally think uh, King Cuerno needs to go up a little bit. Uh, I, I think he should be going after, say, Johnny with the North American title. I honestly think King Cuerno's ready for it. Um, but, but regardless... Um, I think MSK or MS Kushida, I'm fine with Kushida, but I think MSK, Vinny, they might even be a little too flippy floppy for me. I feel like, I felt like this uh, was definitely a 205 live match. Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's two 205 guys doing too much 205 shit. It's why I, it's why I couldn't get behind them because there's, it's too much of the flippy spot monkey stuff. I can't take it. I just it's it's too much for me. It's like nothing they do in the ring is believable and it's all for, it's all for show. It's all sizzle no steak. That's that's how I look at it. Kushida, he's the exact opposite. He's steak and very little sizzle if any. So yeah yeah he's super technical yeah so in a way as a three-man group you know he balances this whole thing out but yeah i I was not happy when they i wasn't happy when msk won the belts at takeover i'm not happy they still have the belts now i would love to see you know wild and mendoza take them grizzled young veterans should have them oh absolutely yeah them too either one would be fine but it looks like right now they're probably going to be in a feud with legato del fantasma so in that case, I would like to see them take it from MSK. But in a perfect world, the Grizzled Young Veterans would have the belts right now. Oh, yeah. Because right now, um, that is the top team in the division. The, yes, they should have the belts, and uh, which makes it their, their stupid... Uh, inter like with Ch- Chomp and Thatcher interrupting them, it, it made that even more stupid because I believe they should be higher, like a higher tier than what they are. Um, but for that matter, a uh, lot of flippy floppy stuff. Um, but Vinny, can I tell you how much I love the super heel tactics of Elgato del Fantasma by that wicked power bomb through the table on Kushida? And man, they did a number to MSK and Kushida outside the ring here. Oh yeah, they were brutal. And that's and that's secret to being a good heel is being as brutal as you can possibly be. And then, you know, then they drop each member, uh and then you know, like they drop they take you know, they like finally manage to like knock these guys out. Medical staff is checking on Kushida. He's struggling to get to his feet. The other two guys are just straight up knocked out after they get pinned. Like it was like it, they they and then whole and then they they're holding up the titles, which I thought was beautiful. Yeah, God, that's terrible of them. But at the end of the day, it's uh, it's they're like super heels, man. They might be immune. They might be immune to that whole don't don't touch the title, but. They had full grip of title, Vinny. Yes, and I, I and I feel like for I feel like for that for what for the damage they caused, they had to do that just to make the statement. Like I know, yeah, I I can it, agree with that. Yeah, I I think we can I think we can wave off your uh don't touch the title thing right now because uh they clearly had they that that clearly had to be the exclamation point on this whole entire beatdown. Oh yeah, it definitely fit the theme. Um, but. Even with all of MS Kushida or with the two members down on the outside, um, Wesley takes a freaking beating. And so the thing I didn't like about the pacing of this match, I don't know why with both of M- with uh, MSK uh, down outside the ring, why didn't they just go straight straight to finishers? That's a good question. I I have no like, idea. Why toy with him for so long? I guess it's a heel thing. Sometimes the bad guys get arrogant. They like the toy with the baby face. When they got when they have like somebody all to themselves, they like to be arrogant. It's like, oh, they're just toying with them. But that's usually when that's usually the moment where the baby face gets the upper hand because the heels are being so overconfident, you know. But that, and, it's stupid. It's yeah. so stupid. It is. It's totally stupid. But it's 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 a it's it's a it's it's a form of psychology that only works if the baby face is going to take advantage of their arrogance. If it if he's not, then it's just stupid. Then it, then it just then it just makes the baby face look even weaker yeah and i i legitimately thought for a second they were gonna let msk come back in this thankfully they didn't and uh elgato del fantasma does pick it up and uh i gotta see where they go from here with this feud because i think king cuerno is destined for higher stuff than the cruiserweight belt but apparently they still got him very much in that cruiserweight picture yeah i think they're trying to make that cruiserweight title mean something before they ultimately um drop that belt off but if he doesn't get the cruiserweight title, I definitely see uh, Wild and Mendoza getting the tag team belts, and I feel like they deserve—they definitely deserve it. They deserve. You really think they deserve it? 
Yeah, they're a great tag team. They got great chemistry. I'm not saying there's tag teams more deserving. There's definitely are, but like I said, this is this is where they're this is where the feud seems to be going, and I would pretty much pick any team over MSK at this point. Yeah, that's, I could agree with you. Anything other than MSK. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where my mindset is. So, like honestly, like I was saying, if you gave me a choice, like them, like Legato or Grizzled Young Veterans, I would pick Grizzled Young Veterans. If you gave me a choice between them and Tommaso and Thatcher, I would choose Tommaso and Thatcher. But uh. I'll take anyone over MSK, and right now Legato seems to be going after MSK, so I say give the tag belts to them. I like to see Legato look a little, you know, they they have a great gimmick. It's good for Luchador Wrestling, and there, there's 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 something to be done. There's money to be made and something to be done, and having Legato Del Fantasma hold those hold hold the cruiserweight and the tag belts at the oh, very least. The tag belts. A little bit of a little bit of their their own uh, draped in gold. Yeah. Exactly, you know, and only they don't have to mention like the draped in gold thing. They can just do it where it's like instead of talking about you know having all the gold and being in control, they can just talk about you know bringing the honor back to Lucha Libre because that's what their 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 faction's all about. Showing that Lucha Libre is more than just the circus stuff. Okay, okay, Vinny, Absolutely. getting deep with it, man. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean. Okay, fine, Vinny. Fine, you, you sold me. All right, I, I, I'm down. I'm down with them getting the belt. All righty, and that, of course, ladies and gentlemen, will uh, wrap up this week's recap of NXT. John, as always, man, I thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, join me for this, and I look forward to talking to you next week with more NXT. Well, Vinny, absolutely, I appreciate it. We're back, and yep. uh, I can't, I can't wait till we get into the new house, man. I can't either, man. Uh, how 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 long you got before you guys can uh, go in there? It's a little while. Uh, I'm not kicking out an 86 year old woman. She lives there, right? Uh, she lives in our house technically. Um, but uh, it'll be just a little extra longer, like an extra about a month. Okay. All right. It, it's crazy that I own a house that I can't live in for like 45 days. <laughs> is there a reason why she's taking so long? She's building a house, and oh. uh, her house is her house isn't done yet. And uh, like I said, I'd feel I'd be a real terrible person if I was like, "Hey, don't care, 86 year old lady, get out of my house." Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's 86. You know, it's different. She was like, you know, 40, 46. You can say hit the bricks, but 80, you can't do that. No, it sucks too, man. Like, I'll get a little real with you, Vinny. I know we uh we get real on the podcast sometimes, but uh, it was kind of surreal because uh, this lady she told us she never expected to sell the house, but her husband ex- uh, unexpectedly died. Like uh, at, at this point, like nine months ago. Yeah. And um, she, like with the day we showed up for closing, you can tell she was like really upset because she was never gonna sell that house. Damn. Yeah, man. It's got to be tough for her, dude. I can only imagine. You know, that's 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 insane, but uh, you know, at least uh at least you guys are, you know, it, you know, after hearing that story, I can see you guys uh being patient with her and that's uh, you know, I I admire that, man. It's, I'm glad you guys are uh able to do that and I'm glad that at least it won't be an insane long period of time. It's about a month and some change. Yeah. It's not too bad. Look, man. It's uh we we understand like the circums it it took somebody passing away for us to get a house, you know, like a a house that is so like loved and it sucks and uh you know, sometimes stuff happens the way it's meant to happen, Vinny. Absolutely. And uh of course, guys, if you want to get uh updates on uh when John uh, gets into the new house, or of course, when you're ready, when you want to check out more NXT and everything else, you can follow us on our new hosting sites, as I mentioned before. You can follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcast. That's where uh, the Boochcast can be found now. Also, you can uh, like us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash the Boochcast, where we have archived episodes of the show, as well as great content up there. Uh, recently, we have posted... Um, you know, my, my recent episode of Complain Time is up there for you guys to check out. Uh, it's actually an interesting one, and uh, this topic is actually kind of fun because it's something that uh, John and I have talked about quite a lot. I did a, I did a Complain Time on the uh, Twitch community guidelines, if you guys want to check that out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, just because I remember we talked about it so much, and, you know, I was like, you know what? This would be a really good topic, so I went with that. And also, we posted all something special up there. You heard me talk about it at the beginning of the show uh, in the advertisement, but I'll talk about more about it here. We have a uh, a special uh, GoFundMe page uh, up there. It's from a friend of ours. It's um it's called Saving Ron's Life. 
Um, as you guys know, uh, the a good friend of mine, uh, the president of UCW, Ronnie Gossett, is uh, trying to raise money for uh, life for uh, life saving surgery. So um, you can actually go to our Boochcast Facebook page. It's right up there. You can scroll down to it and basically go to the GoFundMe page, find out the information you need to know. Uh, he's basically trying to raise money. You can donate whatever amount you can to help out if you want to. We got uh, right here and. Um, also, I myself have, you can, you'll see when you scroll down, my name's in there. I've also donated money, as I mentioned before. I never, ever ask fans to give money or donate money to anything that I myself am not willing to put money in. If I'm not going to donate to something, I sure as hell wouldn't ask you guys to do it. So, you'll see my name right there, so you'll see that I'm legit about this. So, it's called, the name of the GoFundMe page is called Saving Ron's Life. So, you can find the link to it on the Boochcast Facebook page. There's also a link to it on the Boochcast Twitter page. So, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast for the latest tweets, photos, and videos up there. So, make sure you guys check that out. Also, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we have the latest episodes of Boochcast Reviews. Dark Side of the Ring is up. In fact, uh, just earlier today, uh, we had... Uh, the slap heard around the world just got uploaded. Uh, Thursday is when you guys can see um, Herb Abrams and the UWF is also up there. So you can check that out. And then, of course, on Saturday, we have The Last Ride of the Road Warriors is going to air. And then next Tuesday, The Final Days of Owen Hart is going to be on the YouTube channel. And then, of course, once season three starts, we'll have other season three videos up there uh, in the coming weeks and in the coming weeks and months. But uh, right now, you guys can check out Reviews Dark Side of the Ring. You guys check out other great videos we have on there. So make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you know when we're going to have future Boochcast YouTube content. Also, night one of WrestleMania is going to be on there at a later date. And, of course, the D&D one-shot that Desmond, Elvis, and I did after WrestleMania will be up there as well. And, of course, the D&D show that uh, we're all working on is going to be coming soon. We just got to get make sure we just got to get all the personal stuff done. John, once John gets uh, settled into the new house, we'll have that set up and everything. So um, we it's go, it's coming. Like we, 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 we preach about it. We talk about it, but it is going to happen. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. And, of course, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where uh, the D&D show is going to be held as well as our wrestling watch parties is what we do then live for you guys. We can live chat with us or hang out with us during the parties and everything. And of course we'll have other Twitch content uh, coming your way in the future. So make sure you guys follow us there to keep yourselves posted for all that. And of course, Support the show through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash theboochcast. We have great rewards for great patrons for as little as $1 a month. Just $1 a month. You guys can help uh, contribute, keep the show going. It allows us to upgrade the equipment. allows us to uh, bring in big guests. It allows us to uh, take care of all the guys who work hard behind the scenes here. Uh, if, you see, if, you, if, you, if you have a favorite co-host or a favorite member of the show, you feel like they need to get paid for their work, Patreon is how you can help make that happen. So make sure you guys... Go down there. And of course, if you want to give, if you got some extra spending cash and you want to take advantage of some of the other rewards we got, feel free to do so as well. No pressure. Just want you to know those options are there. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, pizza baby. baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.